0: Today is the day that we celebrate Holy Thursday, so the, the Last Supper. And the Last Supper is the institution in the Church's uh, understanding of both the Eucharist and the priesthood. The uh, Eucharist being the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the priests are those who, who help to, uh, to bring that to us. Both examples of how Christ, knowing that his a brutal death, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension were to come, desired to not leave us alone, desired to leave his presence among us, among his church, in both the Eucharist and through the priesthood. And that, in a way, is a pretty, uh, well, not only heady, but also kind of a, um, well, an exalted position, in a way. A, a desire to be the living uh, presence of God amongst uh, God's people. And so, what did Christ do right after he instituted both the Eucharist and the Last Supper? Something that we often uh, remember and celebrate here on Holy Thursday is the washing of feet. And nothing could be lowlier than washing someone's feet. I think uh, in today 's world, it already it just naturally almost uh, brings about a bit of anxiety and or disgust the idea of washing someone 's feet. Uh, but in those days, it was even worse. Uh, having walked everywhere uh, someone 's feet would be um, well bruised and often cut, and the source of life threatening infections would often begin through something that happened in one's feet. To wash another's feet was a position for a servant or a slave to do, not something for God-made man. And so to remind us of humility and also to instill the desire to bring healing among his people to the sacrament of the anointing of the sick was instituted. And so not only do we receive our Lord in the Eucharist, Not only do we hear our Lord's words in sacred scripture, but we experience the healing power of God's grace in this sacrament. Many call it last rites. Uh, It happens very routinely. Someone will call the parish and say, Father, so-and-so needs last rites. And what they're always asking for is the anointing of the sick. Uh, But all of those who receive the anointing of the sick aren't also receiving last rites. They are one and the same, and yet different. Anointing of the sick is for anyone who is experiencing uh, suffering in body, mind, or spirit. It technically is meant to to be something for those who are at least um, in danger of death in some fashion. But I want to tell you a little bit about how uh, I see that component of danger of death and how uh, widespread I think we must as a church uh, approach that. Some of you know, um, those who've been here for a while, about my brother who took his life a little more than five years ago. And I would give anything, anything, to go back in time and offer him the grace of this sacrament. Would he still be with us? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I would give anything, absolutely anything. My depression, my anxiety, uh, something I still struggle with. Uh, I try to to be uh, a joyful person most days. But there are mornings when I don't want to get out of bed. I hate it, don't want to do it. Why do I have to do this? And so, uh, and especially after my brother's death, uh, when I too uh, was really pretty close uh, to taking my own life, I, well, desire in, in the past to have received that grace as well, the grace of this sacrament. And so I say that because you won't hear me say you don't look sick enough that's not what this is about this is not about you lying in your deathbed completely uh, exhausted and seconds away from death this is a sacrament meant to bestow upon anyone and everyone the grace of god to help them with their suffering suffering that most of us cannot see there are some of you here who are suffering with a physical ailment something perhaps very life-threatening, and you might not have even told your classmates yet. This may be something that you're still struggling with personally. The sacrament is for you. There are some of you who uh, suffer exactly with the same depression and anxiety, um, mental uh, afflictions that uh, affect almost, well, a good portion of our society. And our society desires to uh, tell those people just to suck it up, just to get over it, just put on a happy face and move forward. So many of you probably don't show that as much as you feel it. But I promise you, I see it in your eyes as you walk down the hallways. It's there. There's that that kind of lurks under the surface with the threat of of, well, taking away any last vestiges of hope that you have. And then there's emotional pain. Something that may have happened to you in the past, something that has left scars that are equally uh, unnoticeable from the outside. Our world tries to convince us that if you're not happy and positive and, and perfectly fine all the time, then you are weak and useless. And this sacrament is a sacrament that recognizes that that's exactly where all of us are, one time or another. And so, driving here, I can't tell you the joy. I was almost brought to tears with the, the thought of being able to offer this sacrament uh, to you all, to pray with you, to, to ask God's healing in your lives, to help you recognize that our God, who took on the cross, our God who came amongst us, desires to lift your suffering up as well. The same God who desires to turn a perfect bread and wine into his body also desires to hold the feet of your suffering and to ask for healing in that. And that is a beautiful thing. You may say, oh Father, Tomorrow we leave for spring break. What are you doing? Bringing us down. Well, we can't really have Easter Sunday if we don't have Good Friday. And it's by recognizing the suffering that's in our lives, oftentimes by none of our own choosing, that we get to experience the glory of God's grace truly at work in our lives. And so don't see this as bringing you down. It's meant to lift you up. It's meant to to remove that veil of shame and disappointment at any suffering that you may experience and desire to lift that up to our Lord, who would accept that. What God, in our own estimation, would accept that which holds us down? Our loving God would. Our loving God who desires to lift you up along with that we will have a chance in a moment to pray for one another to offer our uh, desire for healing across our community and i hope and pray that you enter into that uh, with a joyful spirit a spirit that desires to see uh, god's healing at work in each of your lives but before we do that just a quick Um, You may wonder, well, Father, what is it going to be like if I go down to the chapel and receive anointing? Well, I'll tell you. It's not anything uh, very involved. It'll be very quick. Uh, And again, I'm not going to look at any of you and say you don't look sick enough. If anything, my heart will go out to each and every one of you. So I will take the oil that we're about to pray over. I'll take that oil and... uh, With my thumb, I will mark your forehead and say, through this holy anointing, may the Lord, oh gosh, now I've forgotten. (laughs) Through this holy anointing, may the Lord, with his love and mercy, help you with the grace of the Holy Spirit. And then, on your palms of your hands, I am, yes, I'm too human, Um, may the Lord, free you from sin, save you, and raise you up on the palms of your hands. And so, three little crosses marked in oil. Um, once you leave, uh, you, can, uh, you can work that oil into your hands. All it is is vegetable oil, except for the fact that it's been prayed over by the bishop, so that makes it pretty kind of cool. But it's not like it's something that we've gotten from Mars or something. It's, it, it's very natural. It's, it's just... It's just vegetable oil. So uh, it's true. It's true. God takes ordinary things and does extraordinary things with them. So that's what you will expect if you come down to the chapel. And I hope you all consider doing so.